Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, Craig. God. Was that Craig? Yeah, we're good. All right. Welcome back to episode 45 of the Second Unit Podcast. My name is Zach Parsons. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Devon and Alex Saban, with producer Ben's on the ones and twos. Today, we have a pretty big show. We got uh, the NFL divisional round to break down the 2024 MLB Hall of Fame. Inductees were announced tonight uh, about two hours ago, so we want to talk about that. I have a top five for the boys. I still even ha- I I haven't even told them about that yet. That's going to be fun, um, and a lot more uh, as well. But I think to start, we should uh, go ahead and start with the divisional round. I'm just going to go in the order of when the games happen, uh, you know, to keep it all chronological. The Baltimore Ravens beating the Houston Texans, thirty-four to ten. The Texans hung around the first half. But Baltimore made some adjustments in the second half, dominated them 24 nothing in the second half, I believe. Uh, Alex, did this performance convince you that the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl? Um, they're the one team who consistently has not let me down. Like, they haven't showed me anything that makes me think that they're not going to win any game. So out of the four that are left, they've definitely got the best chance. So... I hope this is uh, this is Lamar's time now. Go Lamar! Yeah, this is this is uh, this is a big year for him, and you know he's had some bad playoff performances in the past. But uh, you know the first half wasn't good. Second half was awesome for him. Uh, Jake, do you think do you think the Ravens are winning the Super Bowl? No, and I'll tell you why. There's oh. a guy out there named Patrick Mahomes. And every time I think Patrick mm. Mahomes is down and out, Patrick Mahomes wins games that I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to win. I think the Chiefs are shorthanded. I think the Ravens look better. I think the Ravens are at home, and that's cool. And Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to another Super Bowl is what I think. That's fair. That's completely fair. Um, yeah, that's really – there wasn't really much to talk about in that game other than that. That was kind of a, kind of a blowout. Did you guys have anything from that game? I mean, just it's just really cool that the Texans made it that far. I don't hate the Texans, even though they're in the Colts division. Uh, huge props to them. They had it. It was a game for the whole first half. So um, that was yeah, really it was cool 10-10. To see. And yeah, I mean, they didn't score an offensive touchdown, and it was ten ten at halftime. So yeah, I, I think that they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. How about you, Alex? Anything? Uh, no, not really right now. Okay. Uh, no, you're good. We we're recording. We're recording remote uh, today, so there's gonna be. Okay, there there's some mic issues and and things like that. So bear with us, but we're we're working. There we go. Now Uh, now I'm good. Things are better. (laughs) Are we back now? All right, we're good. Uh, Um. The big game of the weekend for me and Alex, the San Francisco 49ers being the Green Bay Packers 24-21. There's not much that that big. Why is that big for me? (laughs) Uh, You know, there's not much that I can count on in life, but I can always count on the San Francisco 49ers being the Green Bay Packers. And... I want to get your thoughts on this for this game first, Alex, because I'm sure you were fucking grinning ear to ear, just like I was when they blew that game. There is no reason the Packers should have lost that game. They were better for three quarters. They were awesome. And they just choked it away. 
Um, first of all, you are kind of a sicko grinning ear to ear. That's very, very rude to, you know, be so happy about a team falling apart like that. Um, it's the Bears Super Bowl. I also Bowl. need to be, be honest. <laughs> uh, it is the Bears Super Bowl. I may or may not have fallen asleep in the fourth quarter. So um, um, I went I went to bed just kind of hoping for the best, and I woke up feeling great. Things were not all a, good. Not a real hater. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That, that wasn't quite my Super Bowl, but yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> Jake, what do you think? You guys are haters. The pa- this Packers team is going to be good for 10 years, and you guys can't. You guys can't fathom it. I get it. Uh, I would hate it too if I were you guys. The Packers played a great game. I, I don't know if they lost this game like you're trying to say they did. Now I that's they hundred did. Did you watch the game? They yeah, should have won that game a hundred times out of a hundred. They they blew that fucking football game. It was awesome to see. I was starting to get concerned that my thirty to one Packers future was going to hit. Like, they they did blow that game. They just did. I mean, I know that I like to play it up, and I'm a Packers hater and blah, blah, blah. But even a Packers fan would tell you that they shouldn't have lost that game. And, uh, you know, you're right. The Packers, t- they're, they're looking great. This was a year that uh, they overachieved and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But, you know. It's all true. It is true, but you don't know that you don't know that in the NFL that it's gonna like roll over to the next year and be like as successful as it was the year before. Like no, we've seen that no, with like a bunch true. of teams where it's but like, I will oh say, yeah, like they'll be back, they'll be back next year, they'll be back, and it's like maybe there isn't a back next year. Who knows? No, that's, that's all true. I'm saying. But but they have a ton of great things going for them. They're the youngest team in the NFL. They have they Jordan do. Love, who looks really good. They're going to have a bunch of cap space. They got to figure out. They got to figure out some of their running back situation because Jones is just not super healthy. And AJ Dillon, what's going on with AJ Dillon? Like, what's up with all that? Yeah, not uh, well, Aaron he, Jones. He gets hurt Aaron too. Jones, the last the last five weeks of the season has been the best running back in football. But you're right, he has had injury issues this year. And then for that quote to come out that every time your kicker runs out there, you just pray. That's unfortunate. <laughs> like, you don't want that situation. Um, Especially so, when you use a draft pick on him. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. There's still a ton of great things for this Packers team. Only one team here, guys. So, I, it's just, it's still a great season. Packers fans, hang your head, heads high. There's, there's, you're probably going to win this division next year, honestly. You shouldn't. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, Alex, anything else? You want to get off your chest about the Packers or no? I, I've never said anything mean about the Packers, so I don't know why you keep trying to single me out in this. Uh, they okay. lost. They yeah. obviously weren't the better team, and the 49ers are moving on. And that's it. Yeah, I tell you what. Brock Purdy played like fucking doo-doo in that game. He couldn't throw the football. It was crazy. Like... Uh, he was saying the rain, like the the rain is the reason why he couldn't throw the football. If rain stops you from being able to throw a football correctly, then brother, I don't know if you're a very good quarterback, but he well, didn't get the job about done. that. The last drive of the game, he that. was, he was lights out. So 
is I think it's because Brock, pa- Brock Purdy is not like the biggest statured quarterback. I don't think he has the biggest hands in the world. He was like wiping his hands off mid play on some plays. If you saw that trying mm-hmm. to throw the ball, every every ball just looked like it was slipping out of his hands, wasn't going where he wanted it to go. I mean, they just got to hope for good weather down there in San Francisco next week. And then obviously uh, Super Bowl's inside. So I don't know. He does look like a totally different quarterback in the weather. They got to figure that out for sure. Yeah, what uh, I haven't looked at what the weather is looking like this uh, this weekend, San Francisco, but apparently that's going to play a big big factor in all of this. Um, next game, Lions Bucks, Lions thirty one Bucks uh, Bucks twenty three. This is another game that the Bucks hung around with the Lions for three quarters. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, you know, the Lions might be the exception to the rule of you don't draft a running back in the first round because Jameer Gibbs was the reason why they won this game. Uh, you know, stepped up in the fourth quarter with a big touchdown. The Lions are going to play in their first NFC championship game since 1991. None of us were alive when that happened, uh, for frame of reference, how long ago that was. And I don't know. It's just a really cool fucking story. And uh, Alex has the patented uh, Lions hater of the podcast. Uh, You know, what did you think of their performance here? I just think it's really weird that you keep singling me out as like I'm this negative, terrible, <laughs> hateful, spiteful person. Um, no, no, I no. Said about, it the, last I, week, about the Packers, you weren't that hateful, but about the Lions, you were hateful <laughs> this whole year. Sure. And I, and I said last week about the Lions, they can make it to the NFC Championship, and I'm not that impressed. They beat the Buccaneers did you by think, one score. What did, you think their, what did you think of their performance today? Or They're in this fine. game specifically? It's the same thing it's been all year for me in the line. They took care of what they should have taken care of. They didn't do it in any sort of uh, dominating fashion. They won the game because they played a not that great team. So good for them. I'm very happy for the Detroit story, but I still am not sold on the lines. Fair enough. Guess I'm dying on this hill. Let me tell you what. Yeah, this is... This is a weird hill to die on when this is one of the four last in the NFL, but I respect that. Uh, it was a successful season for the annoying acres of free after this. And you have to. Jake, sorry, Parsons, you're cutting off real bad, but uh, yeah, I. I, I just want to single out Baker. Baker extended his career with this. He's going to be a starter in the NFL next year. Uh, it, it was a great story. I think Baker is going to – he should sign a multi-year extension with this Bucks team. Um, that was my takeaways. I, do you think he's going to get – do you think he's going to get like two or three years? Do you think he's going to get four or five years? What do you think he's going to get? I think more in the three- to four-year range is what he should get. Now – because here's what I'll have to say about Baker. He was forced out of Cleveland after playing through an injury, which he didn't play that great in that last year, but he came out that he was injured all that year. He didn't play well in Carolina, which who is playing well in Carolina? And then when he went to a real team, he started to play well, which earned him this opportunity with the Bucks. So I think Baker is the top, I don't know, 20 quarterback in this NFL. Like when he's healthy, mm-hmm. he can he can definitely win you some games. Like, It'll be interesting to see what they have to pay him because I know quarterbacks get paid a ton and that could hurt the team. But I, man, he he's he was really good this year and he deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah, big time, big time. I I think Baker is a guy that they should, and they definitely will. Like I think Baker loves it in Tampa Bay. 
I think Tampa Bay loves Baker. I think it's match made in heaven. Their post-game press conferences, him and Mike Evans both, it made it sound like they might be a package deal, so they might be coming back. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's all good in Bucksland right now for sure. And then the game of the weekend, I would say Chiefs Bills, Chiefs twenty seven, Bills twenty four. It was a back and forth game, um, and the the takeaway I came with came away here with, and I think kind of everyone had the same takeaway is that Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady of this generation, and. Josh Allen and the Bills just might be incredibly unlucky again that they're playing in this era with Patrick Mahomes. You know, I've seen some discourse on Twitter that maybe Josh Allen is the problem or maybe we need to fix, you know, change, just shake it up and change something. Josh Allen isn't the problem. Like the it doesn't get better than Josh Allen. The, the only thing better than Josh Allen is Patrick Mahomes. And that's the problem. Um, you know, they they had a chance here to win the game or to tie the, well, they had a chance to win the game here at the end. Right. Uh, kind of played like chicken shit, uh, and tried to go for the field goal. Uh, and this is just another reason not to trust kickers. Jake, uh, you know, would you have pulled your hair out if you're a bills fan after, after what happened Sunday? Yes. And Josh Allen's is not, not the problem. Okay. Josh Allen is not the problem. He's a very good quarterback in this league. Josh Allen had his worst game of the year, probably in this game, which sucks. Like Josh Allen threw for under 200 yards uh, on the two plays. They needed him most. He threw it away into the end zone twice when uh, there wasn't a catchable ball either time. And looking at the all 22s of both those plays, he had receivers underneath that he could have hit and tried to pick that up, making a much more manageable third down, much more manageable fourth down if you want to go for it. Kicking a 41-yard field goal in that situation, that weather, that That was an interesting decision. Yeah, it's awful. It's just awful. I think it was bad, all-around bad clock management at the very end there. I know you're trying to give it back with zero seconds on the clock, but, you know, I'd rather give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes with the lead in three minutes on the clock instead of just never taking the lead in that game at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, I mean... The only thing that bothers me, you know, I got to bring this up as a Colts fan is there were all these comparisons um, between Tom Brady and the Colts and Peyton Manning and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. The problem for Josh is that you can have all these comparisons that you want and he is a great quarterback. It doesn't take a genius to know that, but you have to do it. Peyton did it. Peyton did it in this year. Peyton did it at home. Peyton beat Tom Brady and got the monkey off his back. Josh Allen not doing that extends this conversation that we're going to have is, can he ever do it? And you don't want that conversation to go on for very long because that'll that's a massive weight on it your shoulders. Quick. And now his cap hit goes from $18 million to $47 million. And that, like, I hate to keep bringing this up because Josh Allen is worth it. He's one of those quarterbacks you do pay that mega contract to. But now it only gets tougher because they're going to yeah. lose Gabe Davis in free agency. They're going to have to take some of these pieces on defense that is aging and tear it down. This defense was already not that good. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what this Bills team looks like next year. Does Stephon Diggs quit on the team? Who knows? You know, I think this is the last game we've seen of Diggs playing in a Buffalo uniform. I will say that. I agree. I agree. Alex, I already said that. Oh, I already said Diggs was going to quit the team before the season ended. So I'm proud of him for even sticking out right. the season. <laughs> but I don't think Josh Allen is the problem because he makes a lot of plays that 
like almost nobody else can. Like Mahomes can, and there's a handful of other guys, depending on the play, whatever. But this came up one other time earlier this year when the Bills were struggling, and I think it was like a Monday night football game maybe, and in that game that I was watching, I said, if I was the Bills, I would rather have Kirk Cousins quarterbacking this game just because Josh Allen, his mentality is hero ball every snap. And most of the time that ends up as a net positive, but like at the end of the game, there was like a second and nine and he's chucking it out of bounds and in the back of the end zone, the next play after that. And Stefan Diggs is running a drag route with nobody around him. Just dump it down, get the first down and then try it again. But he's playing hero ball. And that ended up being like completely detrimental to the team, which I understand if he's not playing hero ball, you're probably not in that situation, but like, I don't know. He just I don't know. can't quite I don't, get that balance for me. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree. I, I know what you're saying. I agree with you uh, that he was playing the hero ball there. But I think if they would have just stuck with what they did to get them, like this last half of the season, the thing that I thought they improved most on was like running the ball with James Cook and like not relying as much on Josh Allen. And he wasn't turning the ball over as much in the back half of the season. And, you know, and he was doing that. He did that uh, last week in the first round of the playoffs. And this game, he just kind of went back to Josh Allen from the first half of the season. And like you said, felt like he had to do everything. And I think the pressure honestly just got to him. But also, all it takes is fucking digs. The one that hit him in the hands, the like 70 yard bomb downfield. We're we're probably not even talking about this. If he makes that catch, they win that game and we're not even doing this right now. Yeah. And that, and that's what I was going to say too, Saving. That's such a great point. I should have brought that up when I was talking. You, I don't know if there's another quarterback in the NFL right now that when things get tight, like Josh Allen, it looks like he's tight. It, he, you can see it all over him on his face. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, we have to do something. We have to make a play right now. And then that's a tough position to be in as a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, next weekend we got uh, Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, yeah, Chiefs, Ravens, and then Niners, Niners, Lions. Alex, who do you want? Who do you want in the Super Bowl? At this point, with this top four, it's kind of a can't lose for me. Where like, I, agree. I would love to see Travis Kelsey go out on top, and I feel like for me, I'm always a big fan of the underdog. So even if the Chiefs do it, I'm fine with that. The Ravens, I want Lamar to be able to have that and say he finally did it. He did the thing. Obviously, Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant would be a great story. And then the Lions haven't, you know, made the NFC Championship in our lifetime. So no matter who ends up doing the thing this year, I could make an argument for making myself happy with it. So I think it will still be... (sighs) The AFC's tough. I, I think it'll still be the Niners for sure in the NFC. Um... I don't know. It's in Baltimore, right? It is in Baltimore. I don't know. I kind of I, I want to say that Lamar does the thing. So if Lamar gets the Ravens to the Super Bowl, I think I would pick the Ravens. But it, it's a can't lose situation for me. The the bad guys are all gone, so we're fine. That's true. <laughs> Jake, Jake, how about you? Uh, Super Bowl is going to be Chiefs Lions, 
And we're going to get a rematch of the very first game of the NFL season. Uh, That was a great game, if you can remember back to the very first game of the NFL season. I think Patrick Mahomes is... is I think you're going to watch the Ravens get real tight in this game. And Patrick Mahomes is going to do it again. And I think that the Lions have a toughness that... They don't win pretty, they don't look good, but th- all, you look up and all of a sudden the Lions are winning when the clocks hit zero. And yeah. I think the Lions are going to be in the Super Bowl. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping. For, that's what I think will happen. For the Lions and their thinking, you know, or maybe not their thinking specifically, but um, the outsiders thinking is that the the 49ers were this unbeatable team and we saw the Packers almost do it last week. So... I mean, the Vikings did it on Monday Night Football. People forget, but like, it's fine. I hear you, though. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, my apologies. I am. My, I'm sorry. Um, you are right, but uh, I think it's. I'm just not going to bet against Mahomes. I'm going to go. I'll go Chiefs Niners. As boring as that is, that's just what I'm going to go with. Um, yeah, I just just not going to bet against Mahomes. That's what we've got to with him. Uh, anything else on the NFL before we move on? Nope, I don't think so. Nope. Uh, the MLB Hall of Fame inductees got announced um, at 6 p.m. today. And Alex, I don't know. Have you seen who got inducted yet? Yeah, it was Helton, yeah. Beltre, and Maurer. Yeah, so Todd Helton, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer. I don't really have anything on this other than, Alex, when you were growing up and watching Todd Helton in the 90s, did you think he was a Hall of Famer? Um, th- that's about as borderline as it could possibly be because obviously like <laughs> as a kid I wasn't fully understanding what makes a Hall of Famer and what doesn't but like Todd Helton was like really really fucking good he but was I could see the I could see the argument for like he was never like the most dominant player any one yeah. year kind of thing but good for him I'm happy for all of them. Joe Maurer being a first ballot Hall of Famer kind of surprised me. But, uh, you know, Joe Maurer just seems like the all-time good guy, so that probably got him some votes as well, which unfortunately does have something to do with this whole voting process. Um, yeah, Shout that's out all. to Pete Rose, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out. Jake, did you... Uh, were you... Were you surprised by any of these guys making the Hall of Fame? I was surprised Maurer was a first balloter as well. Maurer is the all-time good guy for sure. Uh, Maurer did have a couple of years where he was the best, though. Um, Todd Helton, I, I'm not surprised. and I'll, I think that he struggled in a small market, which sucked for him in a long time. But I think them inter, uh, inducting Scott Rowland last year opened this Pandora's box of like these just um, guys that had really, really good careers. I think guys that a lot of the... Hall of Fame hardos would say, oh, he was Hall of Very Good, but I think that I, I really like the decision to let Todd Helton in. Yeah, I think Larry Walker helped him. I think Larry Walker finally yeah. getting in with him playing in Colorado all those years definitely uh, got Todd Helton some votes as well, so good for them. Um, Jake, I know you have a baseball thing. The only other baseball note I had was Matt Carpenter. He's coming home. Signed with Cardinals, baby. Uh, One-year deal. He's going to be a DH. This is kind of this is kind of similar to the Pujols deal a couple years ago, where we 
if we get anything out of this, it's going to be gravy. I'm not expecting a lot out of this. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, that's that was my MLB note as well. We also agreed with Tommy Edmond to avoid arbitration for a two-year contract. That was huge. Yep. Um, I love it. I love Matt Carpenter the whole time. I, you know, I've been a huge Matt Carpenter fan uh, his entire career with St. Louis. And once he left, he kind of revitalized his career to the point where I think you're right. I think this is what was it like a minor? It was like a med, a veteran's minimum contract mm-hmm. in MLB. So it's it's nothing. And I think that. Um, I think that this team needed something like that again, a good story that they, they, plays well. Like, they needed, uh, I mean, they have Arenado and they have Goldschmidt, but those aren't like outspoken leaders. I feel like I think Carpenter yeah. will be able to be the locker room outspoken leader. And he spent a uh, decade in St. Louis. He knows. Well, the that's culture. what I'm saying. Gonna, yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. It's like, he's like, yeah, guys, I've done this. Like, you know, does so. does he still have the sweet mustache? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. Matt Carpenter. If, if he has, if he has that sweet mustache he had with the Yankees when he was fucking raking, <laughs> hitting a home run like every fifth at bat, then yeah. that's going to be a great signing for the Cardinals. Matt Carpenter, all time, the shift killed his career because if the shift never came around, Matt Carpenter was a guy that was getting on base at like a 360 clip. He was so good. 370 clip. He was unbelievable. Um, You said that was what your your baseball note was, Jake. Uh, All right, let's move on to the NBA then. A couple big NBA things happened today. Adrian Griffin, uh, first-year Milwaukee Bucks head coach, fired after, I think, 38 games um, or 33 games or something like that. Uh, it's the third shortest coaching tenure in NBA history. I saw that nugget today on Twitter. Uh, this kind of came out of nowhere for me, but reading the stories after seems like the the Bucks locker room, the players just fucking hated Adrian Griffin. Um, so that's what happened there, I think. But Jake, what, what was your reaction when this happened? Yeah, definitely shocking for me as well at the very beginning. But you're right. I saw that Chris Haynes article that came out that this was four months in in the making where that the team mm-hmm. he was just losing the team. Uh, it's just crazy because they have such a good record. I think they're top two in the East still, right? I mean, the are Bucks they are really, thirteen. Really is that what the record is? It's something like that. Something really good. So I mean, uh, definitely a little shocking. Definitely feels a little knee jerky. I don't know if Doc Rivers makes this team that much better. And I think that that's pretty secure in who they're getting. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. How about you, Saban or Alex? Sorry. I mean, I only saw the headline. I didn't see anything about why it happened exactly. But just my knee-jerk reaction is, oh, it's Nate Bjorkren with the Pacers, but with expectations for the team, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happened there. And that's what's crazy is we sat through – what was arguably one of the worst coaching performances in recent NBA history with Nate Yorker and in the Pacers. And he made it a full season, but you're right. We didn't have expectations that season. So that's probably why it happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if everyone, if Giannis and Dame hates everyone in your locker room, you got to make a move. I don't know if doc rivers is the guy to win you a championship, but I think he's the best of what's available. Right. Right. And yeah, I just maybe. assume that it was Giannis and Dame just like, yeah. hey, this ain't it. And if your two yeah. superstars are like, this guy's not cutting it, then you're going to have to make that decision. Right. Right. 
Uh, and then the other big NBA thing today was uh, that we had a trade. We had the Charlotte Hornets sending Terry Rozier to the uh, Miami Heat for Kyle, uh, fat-ass Kyle Lowry. And, Whoa. <laughs> and a 2027 first, I think, is what it is. Um, I think this is a great move. I, I was uh, I wasn't familiar with Terry Rozier's game this year. I didn't realize how good he was doing this year. Uh, you know, oh, this you is kind know of about scary Terry. About scary Terry, but this year specifically, he's he's been very good this season, and I think will really help Miami. Uh, Jake, what were your what are your thoughts on this trade? No, Terry Rozier is really good. He's going to help this Miami team right away. I mean. The interesting thing that came out of this was they don't know what the, they're going to do with Kyle Lowry, the Hornets. He might just end up on the team, which that doesn't seem like a place where Kyle Lowry will want to play. I don't know. And even if he gets bought out, like, where does Kyle Lowry go? He he is His decline needs to be studied. Um, but Terry's on a pretty manageable contract for the next three years as well. So a huge win for the Heat. This pick is lottery protected in 2027, and it conveys in 2028 with no protections. I don't think that's a lot the Heat gave up. No. No, for sure. I uh yeah, I mean Rogier's averaging twenty-three a game this season. No, he's not gonna average thirty-five minutes on the Heat, probably, right? I would imagine he's probably gonna come off the bench. But you know, he's probably gonna play twenty-eight or thirty minutes a night for them, and he's gonna be a guy that that can score and and uh uh dish the basketball a little bit. I feel like him and Tyler Hero is kind of the same thing, but you know, that's that's for Spolster to figure out, I guess, and not me. Uh, mm, let's see. Next thing here, we're going to talk some golf. Jake, yeah, let's talk the golf. Why I know you, you guys aren't for golf. <laughs> Do you know what the I golf guys... is? Because I don't know what the golf is. I'm right. Is Tiger Woods doing something? So I'm glad you brought this up because it kind of involves Tiger Woods, but not not really. It does. Um, That's me. You know what they call me? They call me a dimplehead. I know my golf. (laughs) Nice. This is an amazing story that came out of the PGA Tour last week, and I and you guys not hearing about it. I want to hear what your reactions are. So, an amateur was you can get invites into these PGA Tours through like sponsor exemptions and stuff. An amateur, a sophomore from Alabama, won this golf tournament against other PGA Tour professionals. He turned 20 in December 23rd of this year. So he was on the, you know, basically a teenager a couple months ago or a month ago. Um, Wins this event. Now, because he's an amateur, doesn't get the $1.5 million prize, which is insane in the day of NIL. I think you should get that prize. But the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour since 1991 we weren't even born yet. Um, I think the last amateur might have been maybe Tiger. I'm not sure. He was the greatest amateur golfer that we've seen in our I lifetime. I know the answer to this trivia question. What, the last it's amateur Phil to Mickelson. win? Oh, uh, yeah, Phil Mickelson was. And I think that was 91, right? So mm-hmm. so with this, what? Nick Dunlap gets two years exemption on the PGA Tour, which is insane, through uh, so if he doesn't turn pro, he'll get the 2025 year and the 2026 year. Um, and I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you got? What were you guys doing at 20 instead of winning 1.5 million dollars on the PGA Tour? Drinking irresponsibly in Bloomington. Yep, that's probably what Nick Dunlop's doing down there in uh, Alabama. Um, 
but no, I, I, I have a, I did see this story last week. Um, and I saw people online that were like, yeah, it's bullshit that, uh, you know, he didn't get the money and I get it. I do think it's bullshit, but also he signed up knowing that if he won, he wasn't going to win the money. So that's just kind of tough titty. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know. So when I, when I was 20, I, guys, I was working my first, my first job at a summer camp making like seven fifty <laughs> an hour. So it sounds like one of us was getting money. One of us True. was getting some bread. Yeah. Schmack. Would you guys would you guys turn pro? So golfers, they can turn pro whenever they see fit. You don't have to like wait a certain amount of time. It's just like now you just have to qualify for tournaments. But because he won, he's now qualified for tournaments. He went from four thousand one hundred and like fifty in the official world golf rankings to forty fifth. He's now the forty fifth highest rated golfer in the entire world. Would you guys go pro right away or would you stay in college? So I guess for this specific kid, and I, I like I said, I, I know this story a little bit. This guy's really good. So for this guy's specific case, it doesn't seem like this was just a lucky tournament win for him and like whatever. I would go pro now and be like, yeah, let's do it. Now, if this was like a man, I just had the fucking round of my life or, you know, tournament of my life and I got lucky. It's like, no, let's pump the brakes here and. And right. chill, but this guy seems like he's next up from what I've seen online about him. So, right. so you're saying if it's like uh, the other golf, I don't obviously know a lot about golf, but the other golf story within the last like year where that club pro like won yeah. and then they yeah. put him yeah, in the like next tournament yep. and he got dead last because he actually yeah. sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like that guy had one great fucking tournament and that was awesome. Like, but this guy, like I said, seems like he knows. He knows he's next up, and he'll be. He should go pro. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so, that's all I had on the golf. I wanted to hear what that's, you guys that's think good for golf. Uh, crazy story. Next, that is a crazy story. When's the next big golf tournament? Well, the next big one that you guys will care about in terms of like majors will be the Masters in early April. Um, okay. The PGA Tour did what they have. They have eight signature events now that are elevated events. The normal payout is like 1.5 million to the winner. These signature events, you get paid three three million dollars, and that's not this upcoming weekend, but the next weekend is the first one of those. So pretty good. Huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have no other sports items. Do we want to? Do you guys have anything sports related to get off your chest before we move on? No, no, nope. good. Yeah. Okay. So I have a boomer question for you guys that maybe you can oh, help hell me with yeah. because this is something that I thought was the craziest shit I'd ever seen. This is no bullshit. One of the craziest things I've ever seen on the internet. So the four of us have TikTok, right? We're all familiar with the platform. Right. I'm scrolling my TikTok, and I, and probably in the last two weeks, I've noticed this more and more. These fucking TikTok battles where these two people on the screen and they're battling each other for roses that people are um, that are donating in the chat with TikTok bucks, but but like, why are people doing that? Why like, what's the benefit for them other than just fucking handing money over to these people? Well, that's the thing. So roses, you have to buy them. So they're probably they're they're getting paid right. to do that. So no, I know, but no, 
I get that. I get I get why the creator is doing it because they're getting paid. But why is user fourteen sixty two on Utah on uh, TikTok like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put twenty dollars in this and send fucking a hundred roses to this person? Uh, it's for their I mean, credit cards, you know. True. That's a good point. Also, like, do you do guys you... see this on your TikTok, or am I just like fucking the only one nah. getting battles? No, I was like, you're uh, you're it. goofy, but you are you are responsible for your own algorithm. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the... F- I, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's the craziest thing. I can't believe you guys haven't seen this shit. Maybe if I'm talking to you about it, it'll show up on your thing and you guys can <laughs> see it. But it's like... It's like these people yelling at their chat to be like, come on, guys, 30 more seconds! Blah, blah, blah! Ah. And it's like, Jesus. I don't get it. That was a boomer moment. I just had to ask a question. You I know there's a button... The battles. Yeah, you yeah. know there's a button you can hit not interested and you can just like you probably won't show you any more of those, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I can you do that that with like it lives though? Is that something yeah. you can do with lives too? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I need to do that. But uh <laughs> but yeah, some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Anyway, that was my boomer boomer segment of the week. Um the first episode of the bachelor premiered last night i did not watch it uh jake did i am gonna give jake the bachelor minute here to convince me to watch the show okay yeah so hand up the bachelor is my favorite of the bachelor franchises i I really only watch the bachelor i might dabble in the bachelorette if um i think the lead is somebody that i'm interested in um, if there are but cute this boys, Jake watches the show like rooting for love still, which I respect. Well, yeah, you might have to talk to my wife now because I was very, I had a lot of like negative. Con- I told her that she was like, "Why do you watch the show if you comment negatively on it?" And I was like, "Because it's like a train wreck that I can't look away from at this point. Like I know right. how this is gonna go." And uh, Joey, very good lead. He's a little boring, but he's he's a really good guy. So I think I'll be interested by that. A lot of these girls are what's going to make this season really interesting. First time that they had, not the first time because there was twins on Ben Higgins' season, but there are sisters, an older sister and a younger sister. No shit. Yeah, on this season together. And, oh, that's um, going to go well. Right. And I think this cast in, like was intentionally picked by the producers to have a lot of drama. I think it's going to be a very dramatic season. There's three or four very heavy front runners right now. Um, another cool twist they did, they gave the youngest girl in the house envelope that she won on after the final rose. And it said that she could steal a one-on-one date at any point in the season. And <laughs> oh, that's diabolical as hell. Fuck yeah. Very diabolical by the producers. That's why I'm I'm telling you this is going to be a pro- very producer-heavy season, I think. And I think that'll make it really interesting. Um, but this girl, very wise for her age, because she's the youngest one on the show. I'm pretty sure she's only 23 years old. Show oh, yeah, Joey. Get married. Well, yeah, right. And she showed Joey. She brought it to Joey, and he and they like discussed it together. And Joey was like, "Oh, wow!" And he was like, "Open to it," but she was like, "I want to respect your like journey, and I'm not gonna really. I don't think this is really appropriate. I want to do it." And then she got all the girls in the house together, sat them down, read it out loud to them, and then she threw the envelope in the fire. 
So I was like, damn, that's very mature of her to do that, to get rid of, of, of power like that. The producers had to be so fucking pissed about that. Oh, they were like, so mad. <laughs> like, we set this up to be one of the craziest things of these girls just fucking clawing at each other. And they gave it to the yeah. one girl that on that entire cast, probably, that was like, yeah. you know what, I'm, just, I'm not going to be a total fucking be about this and and do this yeah good for her i'm in love with her there already were i hope women she... in there that yeah, yeah you would like this girl saving i say Alex, you might have to slide in those dms um yeah there name? are a couple leah i think yeah come on the show i don't know a lot of their names yet it takes me a while to learn their names but um it it I think there are a lot of women on that on this show, particularly that would have used it. A couple of them made comments about diving into the fire to go get it. <laughs> it, it was oh, a, yeah. a very a very great scene, um, and it was a I don't know I, the Bachelor is just I, I really like the Bachelor format the most, so I like I, I think it's gonna be a really good season. I'm I'm hoping at least. Yeah. All right. I like that. I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch. I'll have the first two episodes watched by the next episode recording. And then um, Joey being the great guy that he is, did the right thing and gave her the first impression rose. So Good. That's the right move. Good. Very good. Right. Uh, my, my mom told me that there were 32 girls. That's just too many women, women to start a season. So many women. So many. And, uh, dude, the thing that jars me every year is by the rose ceremony, it is daylight outside. They go for, like, 12 yeah. hours. Yeah. It is wild. And these women I, are crying and they're liquored yeah. up and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I really just want to be go to a live taping of that just to see what it's really like, you know. Mm -hmm. It'd be insane. But uh oh, but yeah, nice. that was a good minute. That was a good minute, Jake. I like that. Um all right. We're gonna wrap the show up here. We're gonna do a blind top five. It's been a minute since we've done this. Um this is a top five. These are all songs that came out 20 years ago. They, these oh, these songs are turning 20 this year. Okay. Oh, We're no. fucking old. Oh, uh, no, I already know what these are so going to yeah. be. <laughs> 20 years ago? I don't know if you do. I, I, I picked... Okay, I picked well, I'm just putting it in the realm of, okay, so I'm 11, maybe soon to yeah. be 12. So this is middle school. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first song is going to be Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Uh, let's go. Jake, we'll start with you first. Uh, dude, I think that song's a banger. I'm going to go. <laughs> that song kicks ass. That song does kick ass. I don't know what's going to be here, but I'm going to go number two. That's a great song. Definitely okay. my favorite Kelly Clarkson song. And she goes so hard on that song. I love it. Yeah. All right. Two. I like that. Uh, Alex, how about you? I, I don't want it to seem like I'm like talking down on the song. The song's incredible, but I'm just anticipating some like wild bops that you don't even think about. Like it's almost like since you've been gone is too generally good that I want some more wild shit. So I'm going to put it at four. I just don't okay. think there's going to be anything bad on here. So I wanted it for. There's nothing bad on this list, for the record. What I what I deem is bad. Ben, how about you? I'm kind of with Alex. I, well, I'm not trying to downplay the song, 
because it is a banger, but I fully expect other bangers that I'm like hyping the club about, you know? So I'm going to go mm-hmm. three. Three. Okay. I think like I, I wasn't at parties in middle school twerking on some honeys to since you've been gone. You know what I'm saying? You weren't doing that with any song. <laughs> no, I was twerk. I was the one twerking on the honeys. Cause oh, it was, I just want to make sure you didn't think I misspoke. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, and this might be a hot take. I think Kelly Clarkson is Kelly Clarkson is the best singer of our generation. I think that is. Is that a hot take? I'd have to I'd have to yeah. sit down and think about it, but I'm not gonna like fight you on that. So right. fair enough. All right. Uh, song number two. We're gonna go "Drop It Like It's Hot" by Snoop Dogg. Hmm. Do you want me to start again? That's uh, a yeah. good song. We'll just we'll just go Jake Alex Ben. Okay. That's a good song. I still think "Since You've Been Gone" is better. I'm gonna go four. Okay. Uh, Alex, how about you? Was this a song that you were twerking to in the fucking 11th grade parties? No, I, I, I'm going to put it at five, and it's a good song, but like I wasn't fucking with that song when it came out, I guess, because like you could have okay. told me that that was like a 1998 Snoop Dogg song or a 2006 <laughs> Snoop. Like I have no idea. It's just like, yeah. oh, that's old. That's Snoop Dogg. But it wasn't like, you know, like since you've been gone, when that came out, I was like, oh, this song is great. And it's on the radio mm-hmm. all the time kind of thing. So um, I just don't have any specific memories or anything with that song other than like, oh, yeah, it's Snoop Dogg. It exists. It's fine. So I'll put that as five. Five. Ben? Yeah, that's going to be a four for me. I I don't know what I was expecting when you gave the the topic line for what was going to be thrown out, but... When you said these songs turned 20, I feel like I was thinking like Chris Brown, Run It, uh, like, I don't know, songs like that. And that, like, Drop It Like It's Hot don't doesn't quite do it for me. All right. Fair enough. That's OK. I, and Damn. I'm sure I'm sure those songs you're talking about all turn 20. And oh, I just picked five songs that were <laughs> on the list. There was fucking. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. were a lot of good songs. Um, I mean, I I do get excited anytime I hear when a pimp's in a crib, uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it gets people going. Uh, all right, let's do... Actually, uh, let's do Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani next. Jake. Oh, God. I'm going to go five. That song's trash. It's annoying. Yo, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. I hate that song. That, I didn't know we had to cancel you tonight. Oh, that's I'm gonna go, awful. I'm oh, gonna go no. That song's trash. That song is not trash. That song's trash. That's crazy. That makes me so what have we got? Sad. Two more. Two, two more, more after, after this. this. One? I'm going to put it yep. two just to give myself space just in case. But like, there are very few songs that are 20 years old. That like to this day, I hear the first note of that shit. If I'm huh. sitting down, now I'm standing up. And it's involuntary. Yeah. I'm not thinking about mm-hmm. it. It's just that's yeah. on. It's go time. We're doing it. What an amazing song. It is an incredible song. Jake doesn't have good musical taste if you don't like that song. Ben, what do you got? 
Yeah, that's going one. I'm I'm having flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks to it being one of like twenty songs I had on my iPod Shuffle. Yeah, I'm listening to this on the bus, getting hyped up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This was up now. You know what? For sure. Yeah. It, it turns out Jake is a Hollaback girl. He is a Hollaback girl for sure. I also uh, just wasn't really listening to a lot of this music when I was that age. None of the songs are going to be like on my radar that I was listening to, probably. Were you still country radar, like primarily country radar at that? Yeah, point? that's like all I was allowed to listen to when I was that age. I think mainly a lot of WFMS in the car. Yeah. Uh, all right, next song we are going to go. Yeah, by Usher featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. Jake, start us off. I think I only have my... No, I... You have one and three. I'm going to go three. I think that one... That's a good song. That's right. I don't know what's going to come wrong. Number one. Well, I only have one and three left. I'm not going to put it... I'm not going to put it... I'm not going to put it above Kelly Clarkson. I kind of wish I would have put Kelly at one now. But, uh, yeah, that's a good song. I really like that song a lot. Yeah. Alex, how about you? Uh, I am beyond ecstatic. I left my number one open. This is, yeah. I don't even know if it's an argument. Might be the number one song of all time. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah, is all time great song ever. And I still have a very vivid memory of being in middle school and telling somebody that this was my favorite song. And my friend said, no, that's bad. You can't like that. Do you know what they mean when they say ludicrous fill cups like double D's? And I said, well, absolutely <laughs> not, but I love it. And they said, well, it's bad. You should just know that it's bad. Hell yeah. Uh, now we know. I, now I'm connecting the dots on why Usher is the Super Bowl halftime performer now. 20 years ago, yeah, came out. Confessions Part 2 came out. Usher was fucking hot in 2004. And Super Bowl loves putting those oldies on, oh, on yeah. the Super Bowl halftime. So 20 yeah. years is about the right don't, timeline. Don't, to get a don't Super Bowl you halftime. dare say Usher is oldies. Don't. No, 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 no. No, thank uh, you. At this Not point. That. <laughs> um, all right. Ben, what do you have? Yeah. That's, that's a two. Two. That's, yeah. Is that higher than Hollaback Girl for you? It's pretty close. I Okay. Similar to Alex, I'm just thinking, you know, because at that point, if it came out in 2004, I'm in the fourth grade. I have no idea what this song yeah, is about. Big time. I'm just like no. over here, just but dancing. To you it just regardless. know, again, you're sitting down, you hear "Peace Up," "A Town Down." You're like, "Oh yep. shit!" <laughs> We're about to get the fucking party going. <laughs> Yeah, can, you, can you imagine what it was like for like actual like teenagers, college kids, adults when that song, like if you were in a real oh, club Jesus. and that song came on, because oh, I was just in my bedroom and I was like, I'm, I might as well be in the club. This is a fucking bop. <laughs> oh, shit. And then my last song, I, I have two. Uh, one is uh, one is a deeper cut than the other. Which one would you prefer, the deep cut or the not deep cut? What do I have left? Three? I say I only have one, Three. so if it's deep cut, it's probably going to be... Give, I'm probably, my list give, is probably give me, Give me the non-deep cut as and the official, we'll, and then we'll just we'll honorable mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wake Me Up When September Ends, Green Day. 
Wait, that is I or that I isn't had, the deep I cut? I wish I had my one. No, no that's I, not the, it's not the deep cut. That's the real one. Dude, the, I'm glad I have my number one left then. Green Day, Green Day is a lit. I love listening to Green Day still to this day. Uh, dude, that song is lit. It's definitely their saddest one. I know Ben loves sad music, so yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad he said he wished he still had his one. <laughs> that, that one's lit, though. I love that song. Number one is a good fit. Good fit. I love my list. Uh, I am appalled at the fact that that isn't the deep cut. What's fucking left? Bad Day by Daniel Powder? <laughs> I mean, Wake that Me Up When works. September Ends was, like, one of the higher, like, songs on here, like, on the list. I don't know. I don't think that's a deep cut. Well, I just, it's, it's like, sad. Like, it's, it's a know, bummer. It is, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was a so big it's song since you've been gone. Yeah. Okay, but Since You've Been Gone still has, like, that, like, it's got that energy. Like, I'm still, like, in your face. We're jumping around Since You've Been Gone. That's some. It's slow as fuck. <laughs> Would you have rather me put American Idiot on here because that came out in the same year? Okay, yeah. See, that's more what I was expecting—more of like a right. high-energy kind of song. Yeah, but we we but, don't have a choice. It goes where it goes. Right. So, yeah. so Alex, wake me up. Three, and then Ben. You said it, you wish it was one, but is your number five? Um. But yeah, that's top five. My my deep cut that I was going to do in this song was one of my favorite songs. Banger. Pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's taking me a minute to remember what it is. Because this is being recorded, I'm not going to sing it. Uh, no, but... It's like the pieces, the pieces, yeah. the yeah, pieces yeah, 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 yeah. of me. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That song was a banger, but uh, but that also came out in 2004. Ashley Simpson, uh, younger sister of Jessica Simpson, had a good run. But that about wraps <laughs> up much, for episode 45. Very much peaked in 2004, those, those two. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Yep. Uh, Jessica Simpson and Dukes of Hazzard, though, you know. Shout out my dad for having that poster in the bathroom growing up uh, in the in the fucking downstairs basement bathroom. The fucking funniest thing ever. Oh, that's weird. I don't remember that specifically, but I believe you that made there. I don't remember seeing that. Uh, motherfucker, motherfucker. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Uh, anyway, uh, that about wraps us up for episode 45 of the Second Unit Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, bear with us through the, the remote recording. We will be back in person next week, uh, breaking down the conference championship game and all that stuff. Um, but we will be back uh, then. But until then. Uh, happy birthday, Tanya Harding. Not that Tanya Harding. I got got by the website. It's somebody who won like a softball championship in college one time. So good for you. I hope you're doing well. Other Tanya Harding. <laughs> Thank you.